Hello, my name is Claire Inman. Welcome to Harbor Light Stories. We hope this podcast encourages your faith and brings people together. Enjoy. Hi, welcome to Harbor Light Stories. Today I have Martin Jimenez with me and also my dad, Pastor Tim. So first, Martin, I thought I'd ask, how did you become a Christian? Uh, I was born into a Christian family. My father was a pastor for years, and so automatically just started going to church, and uh, I felt I was a Christian, and then um, I was baptized when I was 19. So I've been a Christian all my life, basically. Were you always a Christian, or was there a time where you kind of fell away? Yeah, there was a time I fell away. Uh, It happened in my early 20s. Uh, I had uh, some problems, some difficulties that uh, made it impossible for me to really be with people. So I didn't know what else to do, so I left the church. But when I left the church, it opened the door to worldly influences. And at the same time when I left the church, I had some anger too. I was carrying anger also. And then uh, I began to get involved into worldly things that weren't good for me. There's a lot of bad things I begin to do out in the world and all that. So, And then I got addicted to certain things. But through all that, I know now that the Lord was there with me anyway. Through all those years, he was with me. And uh, finally, uh, four years ago, I came to Harbor Light Church because uh, I was, you could say, at the end of my rope. And then uh, there at Harbor, here at Harbor Light Church, I found out about the different ministries, so I got into Accelerate Recovery, Cleansing Streams, and the IFM ministry. And through all three, the Lord Jesus brought healing and cleansing. So I'm here today in the church basically because of the Lord Jesus Christ getting me through everything and bringing the healing that I needed. So you did end up becoming a missionary to Thailand. How did that come about? Well, the story starts back in my 20s. The Lord gave me a strong calling to go into the world as a missionary. And I told, I was telling the, world, the Lord in those days, uh, Lord, me, you, you got to be kidding. I've asked for healing, Lord, from all my problems. I've asked for healing, and none of it came. And yet you're giving me a call to be a missionary? Well, the calling never stopped, even though I was lost too those years. The calling never stopped. And I tried three times to go out in the world as a missionary because years go by and you get nervous. You're thinking that the when and all that. So like Abraham, I tried to, you could say, do my own thing. And, uh, but the door was shut three times. I couldn't, I couldn't go because the door was shut. Finally, as an old person, when I was 68 or 69, and like I said, I came to the end of my rope and I came to this church, that's what, that was God's timing. To bring me to the church, bring the healing process through. And in those few short four years, he brought a lot of healing to me. And then uh, he says, now's the time for you to go to be a missionary finally. I said, okay, Lord. So that's when I went to Don Pruitt, the missions uh, director. He gave me a bunch of literature. So I looked it over. I didn't, I didn't like any of them except A and G. And the Assemblies of God has been my church since my youth. So I decided to try NG, 
I contacted him, and it was A&G that uh, finally eventually got me out into the world as a missionary. Uh, I guess I was already going to be 71, 70 or 71 at that time when I finally left on uh, September the 7th of uh, 2017. So then what was it like finally becoming a missionary? Well, going out in the world as a missionary was a new experience for me. I've never gone out before. So it was a, it was a lot of learning process all, all the way along the line. But uh, God always prepared the people ahead of me. Wherever I went in Thailand, there was, there was always people ahead of me that were taking care of me, especially my friend Wilbert, uh, who the Lord told him, Take care of the next missionary that's coming here. Take care of all his needs. And so the Lord had already prepared him in advance to take care of me the whole 11 months I was in Thailand. And um, so it was a good experience for me. Um, there was a lot of new things that I had to do that, that I never had done before. So Thailand, in a lot of ways, became uh, like boot camp for me. And I think that has to do with that from here in the future... It's, you could say it has prepared me for, you might say, the big show now. Because I think in the future it's going to be more, there will be more involvement on my part in some kind of strong ministry instead of uh, doing what the, the things I'm doing in Thailand and learning process and uh, like boot camp. What are some other ways you felt like you saw God's provision in Thailand? Well, one thing that took place is that uh, I couldn't handle the Thai food. It was too spicy. But it was, about, it was in those days where the Lord moved me from Ben McClure's house where I'm living in. He moved me to downtown Yudon Thani, the city I was living in. Mm-hmm. And there, after a few weeks of living there, I quickly found uh, a McDonald's there, almost across the street. I found a Burger King. And I also found Kentucky Fried Chicken. And I also found a store that imported food from America, from Australia, and Europe. So it's like the Lord was taking care of my, my eating there. I didn't have to worry about what I was going to eat anymore because I started eating uh, that bland, more American food. Yeah. That was one thing that took place. Um, and I just want to interject because I know your story is you shared with me that it wasn't so much that you don't like Thai food, but you couldn't handle the spice, and it was upsetting your stomach. Yes, uh, I could handle the Mexican food with some spices, but the Thai food must have been twice as hot as, as, as the Mexican food. And it was almost in all their foods. It's just like they had to have had chili on all their foods, so it was tough. <laughs> um, one, other, one area of uh, what I call provision when I moved downtown to Yuthondani in an apartment there, I sort of lost track a little bit of my friend that was supposed to take care of me all the time because it, was, it would be hard for him to do things for me. Mm-hmm. But when I arrived at those apartments, there was a woman there that was the our apartment caretaker. His name was Joy. Of all names, her name was Joy. And then when I settled in, it turns out to be that Joy was my next provision in line for me. She took care of all my needs around the apartment there. She's the one that also helped me to learn the, cell, the, the, the smartphone better. And, and she took good care of me. When, when, what my other friend, Bert, couldn't do, she was taking care of when I was at the apartments. So I know 
God put me in the right place. He knew about her already in advance. She's one of those people that God put ahead of me wherever, wherever I went in Thailand. What are some things you saw God do in Thailand? One, one thing that sticks out in my mind is that uh, in one of the villages called Nantakai, uh, there was a woman that kept coming to the services there. She was faithful, but she was deaf. She couldn't hear. Mm-hmm. And we prayed over her for months. And then uh, one day when she came to the service, we were all there. Uh, one of our coworkers was speaking with her, and the leader couldn't believe that she was talking to that deaf woman. So she went over to her and told her, hey, uh, that woman is deaf. What are you, why, are you doing, why are you talking to her? And she says, I don't know. I just started talking to her, and she started answering me back. Don't you remember she's the deaf one? She says, yeah, now I remember. She was deaf. But I forgot about all that, and I just started talking to her, and she started talking to me back and forth. Well, anyway, um, um, the family told us that about two days earlier, she was talking to the family members already before the church service two days earlier. And uh, they couldn't believe it, and they were happy. And, uh, and, uh, and, then, and then when she started coming to service after, after that, she, she was more joyful and more happy because now she could talk to people and hear things going on. The story that's very, to me, very interesting and powerful is um, one of the church members went to a beauty shop to do her hair. She didn't know who, who was there. She just went there. And when she got in there and she sat down in the chair to do her hair, as the woman was working on her hair, she fell over her. And she says, what's wrong? What's wrong? She says, I'm sick. I've got a lot of things wrong with me, and I'm very weak, but I need to keep working. Otherwise, I won't pay the rent. So when she started talking to her, she found out that this woman's very sick, and if she didn't get help, we felt that she was close to death. So then we, a bunch of us got together from the church to visit her, along with the woman that had encountered her the first time. And we told her, look, uh, there's somebody that can help you, and that's Jesus Christ. You can accept him right now as your savior. Believe in Jesus. He will help you out of this. So she was at the bottom of her rope too, I think. So she decided to go ahead and uh, accept Jesus as her savior that day. She received him as a savior. And then right away her countenance changed. Her complexion changed from crying and, and feeling really bad to all of a sudden she could see she had this hope in her for the first time in her life. And then uh, she became voracious in the word. When we started teaching her the word, she became voracious in the word. And during those days, um, the, the, the church member that went to see her for the first time, she asked the Lord, Lord, why haven't you healed her fully? How come she hasn't got the full healing over her condition? Well, Lord, the Lord told her that uh, he's going to heal this woman who was named Anne slowly. And he was going to bring her along slowly in the word too. And, and he was going to keep this team that was around her now to be there with her every week. To support her. To let her know that we had the love of Christ in us for her. To let her know that it was the love of Christ for her. That's, that's why we were there. It was a divine appointment. So he used that, the three things, reading the word, slow healing, and us being there week after week. He says, at the end, when she's fully healed, 
strong in the word, then that's when, I, that's when I'm, I'm going to use her mightily through her testimony to bring a lot of people to salvation in that part of the city where she lived in. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was also a very powerful thing for me that I experienced there. So that was good too. You told me a story that I think people might be interested in hearing uh, because the world we live in here in the U.S. And, and around us, it's hard to imagine a place where people have never heard the name of Jesus or where people don't understand who Jesus is and what he's about. But as I understand, your team had an invitation to go to a city and share in, in an environment where people didn't know Jesus. Uh, can you share us about that overnight trip that you guys took? Yeah, uh, one of the church members used to live in that city. That was about four hours away. Then he moved to Udantani. But he left behind family members and also people that he had employed there, workers, because he owned some rubber trees and all that, and he had them take care of that to, to, get, to get the rubber from the trees. So one day he told Ben, my mentor, Ben, I want you to go to my city that I'm no longer going to live in anymore. I got, I got family members there and also uh, workers. that They know I'm a Christian because I was there with them for years. They know I'm a Christian, but I want them to be introduced to Jesus Christ. Okay? So would you do that? Take that trip and come down there and, and introduce Christ to these people strongly. So we went over there and... Uh, Anyway, that evening, all the people were gathered in one room, and we were at the table. And then Ben, Ben didn't like mess around. He he didn't like uh, say, "Well, how am I going to do this?" They knew that uh, the man was a Christian. The people knew he was a Christian, so they had an idea already. So Ben just re- went right with, with right at him with with the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that salvation to Jesus Christ, and that. He's, he died on the cross for your sins and that uh, through him there's eternal life. So he gave him a message that lasted about 30 minutes. And uh, everybody is quiet. They received the message. Nobody left the room. And then uh, after that, we had time together afterwards. You know, we got together afterwards you know, to just mingle with one another. So... Me, Ben, and five other people went. We're all, uh, all of us were men. And uh, the, the, ones, the other ones that were with us were, were Laos students of Ben, learning the word of God in, in, uh, in Thailand there through Ben. They're the ones that began to mingle with some of the younger people in, in, in that group. And they start to talk to them and introduce themselves to them and all that. And they said, give us your, your numbers and phone numbers and all that. We want to keep in contact with one another. And they also they also told them privately that well, we're we're interested we're interested in your Jesus we're interested in Jesus but we need to hear more. So that was that strong connection right there. That was the main one I think that got it connected to these young people because they were also related to the rest of the people in, in that uh, the rest of the group that was there that night. They were related to them in some way or another. So um, about that time again, I was getting ready to leave uh, Thailand. So Ben has been back there at least once that I know of, but I don't know what's been going on since then. But uh, Ben expects to, to, for there to be fruit from this, these people there in that city, 
for the future. Mm-hmm. What do you feel like you've learned from God from going to Thailand, or even how do you feel like you've changed since going? Well, the, one of the biggest things that came out of, out of all this is that uh, that God was faithful the whole time. From beginning, God was faithful. He followed through in everything that took place when I was in Thailand. And he brought me home safely. And that he told me that, he always told me that I'm dependable. You know, I'm dependable. Trust in me. I'd just like to bring up one more item before uh, we can wrap this up. One of the other biggest things we did in Thailand was that uh, we distributed a lot of tracks. We took uh, tracks in the Thai language and we distributed tracks in the city, city park. Uh, I I distributed tracks around the church. And then we also went other cities in in that Isan region. So I believe we planted a lot of seeds. There wasn't a multitude of salvations. There were a few salvations here and there, but uh, we planted a lot of seeds in people's hearts because one thing they told me is that the, the, the Thai people do read what you give them. That they, they will read whatever you give to them. I believe this year, the year 2019, is going to be a good year for the people there in Thailand, especially in the Isan region where we live. I believe the Isan church there and Ben's team are going to begin to bring in a harvest this year because of all the planting we did the year before. So I'm, I'm glad for the people of Thailand that uh, I believe the Lord's going to bring at least thousands to healing and thousands to salvation in Thailand this year through that, through that work of Ben's group. So then would you have any advice to anyone who is interested in becoming a missionary or feels called? Uh, my hope is that, that that feeling of being called is genuine and strong from the Lord. It's not feelings of, I would like to do this, or things that come from the emotions. Make sure that the calling comes from the Lord. Pray about it. And make sure that that it is the Lord that's really talking to you strongly. Because the process is not easy. And there could be feelings of wanting to give up and all that. And uh, I pray that uh, whoever wants to be as a missionary, that you don't give up. Follow through with the Lord. But make sure of the calling that it is the Lord and it's, you know, it's the Lord. And because of that, he's faithful. He was faithful to me. He'll take care of you too. Mm -hmm. So is there anything else you'd like to share? I want to thank everybody in this church that donated to me for my first trip. I appreciate uh, the money that came. And I also want to uh, thank everybody for their prayers too. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for coming in today, Martin. Okay. It was good talking to you. Same here. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions or would like to learn more about our church, you can check out our website at harborlight.com.